0: And I realized that A, I love the process. I feel like it brought the joy back to photography and it was fun. Um, And then I was like, well, why don't I just do this at the studio too?
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Photo Pros Weekly. I'm Brandon Heiss. And as always, I'm joined with Olivia Tuttle. And this week we are happy to have our guest, Sandra Cohn. She is a family, maternity and newborn photographer based in Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the show, Sandra.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Well, we are excited to have you as well. And for those that don't know you, Sandra, give us a little bit of, a, of an introduction to you and maybe even kind of go into how you got started in photography.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like you said, I'm a Seattle based newborn family and portrait photographer. I shoot exclusively on film in my studio. I think it's a little different um, about my work and my approach to what I do. And I've been doing it for a really long time. So, I started my business back in the 90s, like <laughs> actually 1999. So, this uh, 2021 is my 22nd year doing this. And I started. I feel like I started the same way that a lot of photographers start, which is kind of by accident. Um, I never, you know, intended on being a professional photographer. I'm self-taught. I didn't go to school for it or anything like that. I, um, in 1999, I was a kindergarten teacher, actually, working for Seattle Public Schools. Loved my job, but just wasn't making very good money at it and was really struggling to get by as a teacher. And um, all the teachers in my building had second jobs, as sad as that is. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But, um, you know, I didn't wanna wait tables or cocktail in the evenings. And one of my friends whose um, maternity photos I had done for her suggested that I start offering photography on the side as a way to supplement my income. So that's what I did. And it kind of took off. And so after about a year from that time, um, when I made the decision, like, okay, I'm going to put this out there and see what happens. But a year after that, I went down to part-time teaching. And then about three years after that, I decided to quit teaching altogether and go into photography full-time. And that's what I've been doing ever since.
1: that's an amazing story. And I think a lot of people listening can relate. Maybe at this point in time, they are using photography to maybe supplement some income maybe they're a weekend warrior where they're trying to just do a little bit of photography on the side, try to you know perfect their craft and uh, before they dive in and maybe uh, leave their nine to five for this full time. but I think you said something really unique that I, not many of the photographers we talk to are shooting film and I think that makes you unique. I know film has uh, kind of had a resurgence as of lately past two or three years I think, you know, we we talk to a lot of camera stores, and they say, "Yeah, our film is selling like crazy." Um, tell us a little bit about film, and is it was it a? I guess what what's the reason? I mean, have did you ever go shoot digital, and 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 made a return to film, or or what's the reason you're you're still shooting film?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, like I said, I got started in the '90s. So when I got started, we were all film photographers, right? Because that's all there was. So that's how I learned. Um, and when digital photography came along, I made i did I did do the switch because I believed like that's the way the industry was going. And if I wanted to stay relevant, I had to learn how to uh, work with a digital camera. so i I worked exclusively with digital for about five years. And we just like never got along. Honestly, like it was always a battle for me. And also, keep in mind when those first digital cameras came along, they weren't that great, right? They They sucked. Yeah, (laughs) they did. They weren't, you know, what we have now. And so, I found myself suddenly spending so much time on the computer trying to get my images to look the way that they had looked when I was shooting film. And at that time, I'd also had babies, I have twins. And so I had newborn twins at home. And I was like, boy, you know what, the last thing I want to be doing with my time is sitting on the computer editing these photos. And so one day I was just like, well, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Why am I spending all this time trying to get my photos to look like they looked when I was shooting film? Why do not I just shoot film? Easy peasy. So um, that's what I did. So I started uh, shooting film for family work for like my personal work at first, because part of that process of me not wanting to be on the computer, um, I had noticed because I I wasn't taking pictures of my own kids because it felt like so much work to sit down and then edit them. And so I was like, okay, well, why don't I just start, you know, photographing my own kids with film? And I realized that A, I love the process. I feel like it brought the joy back to photography and it was fun. Um, And then I was like, well, why don't I just do this at the studio, too? Because like I said, I had been a self-taught photographer that whole time and as such was a natural light photographer. Studio lighting scared me to death. But when I went back to shooting film and especially shooting film exclusively inside in Seattle, where we have some very dark days, (laughs) um, I decided, okay, well, if I'm going to if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to shoot the way that I want to, then I'm also going to have to tackle this other part of my craft. And that's
2: when I learned how to use a strobe and it was, I was so scared. <laughs> so when was that? Cause, so you did natural lighting in the beginning of your photography career.
0: Yeah. When did you pick up artificial lighting? I picked up artificial lighting and around 2011. Okay. So about that same time that I came back to film because, you know, before in the nineties, when I was working um, with film, i was i didn't have a studio then i was working on location i was going to people's homes and that sort of thing and so i could kind of always make it work as a natural light photographer i moved into my studio the same studio i have now when my twins were born in 2006 and um and at that point i was shooting digital And so on those super dark days, I could kind of make it work, but I was doing all the things that everybody does, you know, like I would crank up my ISO Mm -hmm. as high as, and keep in mind, you know, this is, you know, digital cameras weren't that great. So they were super, there was all this digital noise. They just really weren't pretty. Um, So then I was like, well, that's not going to work because I don't like the look of that. And so then I would start, you know, paying attention Attention to the forecast, right? Try to schedule around the forecast. Well, that's really hard to do in like November in Seattle <laughs> when it's dark by three o'clock and raining every day, you know? So um, I just was running into a lot of problems. And so that's why I was like, okay, I can't just gonna
2: Well, I'm this. sure you noticed a huge difference too in post production because I know you said you hate spending oh, so much time editing your photos.
0: Yeah, I did. But at that point, you know, when I started uh, with artificial light, I'd already kind of transitioned back to film. So uh, post production wasn't that big of an issue for me at that time, because my lab basically does post production. But I still shoot digital sometimes now, you know, there's some you know, when I do mini sessions or something like that, where um, it's just a different model than my normal flow, I will grab my digital camera and, oh my God, yeah, the, the post-production, when you are in control of your own light, just like it changed everything. So,
1: it's so, so fast. So give us a rundown, Sandra. You know, y- y- how many rolls of film would you normally shoot, you know, let's say for a newborn session versus a maternity session? I mean, is it does that vary?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, I've been doing it long enough that I kind of have my flow down, right? Like I've got my system. I shoot medium format, and I primarily shoot with a Hasselblad H2, which is a 645 model. This is super nerdy film That's talk. good. People I like that. But, so <laughs> <laughs> what that means is that I get 16 exposures on a roll of 120 film. I also do shoot from time to time on a, a beautiful old roll of Flex um, 2.8 E I believe. And with that camera, I will get 12 exposures on a roll. So, you know, depending on which camera I'm using, I'm getting between 16 to 12 exposures per roll. And I normally shoot about three to four rolls per session. So not a lot. I mean, if you think about that, um, that's,
1: that's a dream to some people. I mean, some people, if you said I'm shooting 36 photos,
0: yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's kind of the beauty of film photography. It cha- For me, it changed the way that I show up to a session. I feel like when I was shooting digitally, because of the ease of it and because of how fast it was, I felt a lot of pressure just to start shooting the minute people came in my door and just go, 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 you know, like the whole time, you know, I had to capture every little, movement or laughter or expression or all this kind of stuff and it was this kind of manic almost energy you know that I felt I think that my clients felt as well and what happened when I started shooting film is that I just slowed down you know by necessity right when you're only I always tell people it costs me about the same price as a latte every time I hit the shutter (laughs) so when that starts to happen you start thinking really hard about what you're taking right Right. Right. (laughs) like your intentions but as as weird as it sounds I feel like it's really helped me kind of hone my instincts you know especially like working with little kids or whatever what I have found is I don't have to take every shot every second I can kind of wait for it and feel when it's about to happen and and get it one time so I, I do feel like it's made me a better photographer in that way but I also know that it it changed the energy in my sessions and especially like um, I know you have kids, right? Brandon, like, you know, I don't know if you do Olivia, but uh, you know how like, they're like little empaths, right? Like they can feel your feelings oh, yeah. and like, and if you're wound up, they're wound up and like vice versa. And I feel like now that my sessions are slower and I don't feel this need to be capturing everything, we have these built in break times because I gotta, I have to change out my role. And so then they can calm down, they can go eat some goldfish or whatever. I feel like everybody is just more chill, myself included and my little tiny clients. And it's just really created such a nice flow to all my sessions that my clients comment on all the time you know so many people were like wow that was really fun or that was really relaxing which of course makes me happy that's what i want to hear from people
1: you know uh, that's really unique and i think uh i think a lot of people the pressure does get to them in this industry you know i think they they feel the pressure from the client you know I, i i think a lot of people that i know who shoot weddings it's like It's go, 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 you know, and, and, uh, or, or you feel like you're not like you're wasting your client's time, you Mm -hmm. know? And, and I think you kind of approach it from a different angle. Like they're paying to be there. They're paying for the service and you're making a, you know, because you're shooting film, it's a more relaxed environment and it's not go, go, go. And you're calculated in every frame that you take. So I think that's really interesting. And I don't see that a lot with, uh, photographers, although I think some advice, you know, if 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 more digital shooters could kind of work in breaks and work in those moments where they could relax, I think they'd be they'd feel a lot less pressure on the job. We at the end of the day, we have to remember that yes, these people are paying for a service, but they're paying for something they know they're going to be excited about. Generally, right? This is something mm-hmm. they may want to hang, uh, you know, some wall art or. You know, share with their family and friends. You know, whether even if it's just you know sharing a digital file, it's something they they want to get a good um, them in their best light. You know, mm-hmm. no pun intended. But yeah. Um, so so that's really interesting that you say that. Now, you know, working with kids, I think a lot of people would say I, I would never do that in a million years. Like yeah, what, what? Why? Why kids?
2: Very <laughs> uncontrolled, right? Yeah.
1: That that bucks that that totally goes against uh you know calm uh, environment that's yeah. that's like chaotic to me
0: that's my superpower though like you know like I said i was a kindergarten teacher before i was a photographer like i feel like little little kids are my people like <laughs> I, i've got their number and um so and I, I just feel like we work really well together like <laughs> I love working with kids. They're completely insane, right? Like you just kind of sometimes you have no idea what's gonna happen. Like a newborn, of course, is pretty predictable. But certainly by the time you you know you're working with a toddler or whatever. But that's the fun part. Honestly, like I love that. And and like I'm a portrait photographer, right? And um and I I, I think sell myself as a portrait photographer I don't say I'm a I specialize in working with children and part of my job as a portrait photographer and why I like to talk about that first is because as a portrait photographer it's my job to capture a piece of whoever is sitting in front of my camera in the image right like to show their personality and to see who they are in this moment in time and that just takes on for me like an extra level when you're working with kids because kids just show up yeah. as they are, right? They're not trying. They're not like, I'm going to try to be sophisticated today <laughs> or fancy today. They're just like, this is who I am right now get. in this moment. And so let's do this. Um, and that just makes it really fun. I remember I had a shoot, um, gosh, right before COVID where this little girl came in just so stinking cute. She was like three years old. And she had this like Curly hair, and she was in this little pink coat that she refused to take off. And she had this stuffed animal—it was like a penguin or a cat or something—and she just insisted that that stuffed animal was in all of her portraits. <laughs> and her parents were like, "I guess that's what's happening." Yeah. And so, but we took—I have this um, this beautiful elephant, custom-made, you know, backdrop in the studio, it's so lovely. And so we did these really super formal pictures of this girl with her stuffy and they're just like things like that like even if you like tried to script it you know you just couldn't and that's the fun of working with kids because you never know what you're going to get but it's always going to be 100 percent authentic because kids can't not be authentic yeah
1: yeah well that's interesting now is there ever any moments where you you've been like super stressed or something's just gone totally haywire in a shoot with it with a kid like Oh, sure. <laughs> how? Uh, what's the percentage that just gets shut down? Because they're like, this kid's in the in the corner, just throwing a tantrum.
0: Oh, I have a lot of that. Um, less so now. I think at the beginning of my career, like I said, kids can read your energy. They're like horses. You know how they're That's like exactly they're what like... I was thinking. It's that sixth sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can't go up to a horse if you're afraid of horses, right? Um, it's the same thing with a two-year-old. Like you can't approach a two-year-old if you're afraid of two-year-olds. <laughs> So I think at the beginning of my career, when I was a little more nervous and when I was a little more manic about the way that I show- was showing up, I would have more of that. Now I, I, you know, I've been doing this for 22 years. And so I get it. I kind of know what to expect. Like, I know what I can, what to expect out of a newborn. I know what to expect out of six months. I know, you know, at what ages you've got 15 minutes to make it happen. And at what ages they're going to give you 45 minutes. And so I don't have as many, um, tantrums now or, difficult times, I think, because I speak their language and we understand each other. Now, interesting, this has just started happening. So I, you know, I, I had to, you know, shut the studio down, close the doors during COVID, um, as everybody did. And um, I've just started seeing clients again on a limited basis, not like I used to, but I'm still starting to see clients again. And what I'm finding now is that after these kids have spent the past year in their homes, basically seeing no one but their families, you know, we we haven't had schools open here in Seattle or preschools or anything like that. So we've all been pretty isolated for an entire year. And when you're maybe a three-year-old or a four-year-old or, you know, an 18-month-old, a year is a huge chunk of your life, obviously, most of your life. And so what I'm finding now when kids are coming into the studio, whereas before I could work my Sandra Cone charm and everything would be great. I'm feeling, I'm realizing that I'm having to spend a lot more time just sitting and talking to the kids before I start shooting because I was getting, uh, I have been getting scared kids or Mm -hmm. kids are crying or kids like, why aren't we in our living room? This is freaking me out or I don't know you. And um, so that's been really interesting. And I'm curious to see you know how long it will take for us all to get back to normal but other than that i really
2: don't have a lot of crying children do other you keep than... a lot of um i mean you shoot maternity shoots as well so mm-hmm. do you feel like you have a lot of return customers when they have the kids as well
0: mm-hmm. i get lifelong customers so it's been really fun so i have you know because i've been doing this for a thousand years so now i have clients whose maternity photos i took and then they're newborn, and then I've been working with them every year, family photos, and now I'm doing high school senior portraits, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's something really special when you do maternity family work is mm-hmm. that you really do have the opportunity to become, you know, a lifelong photographer for yeah, your family.
2: And keep those relationships, definitely.
0: Oh, 100%. And just be invested. Like, I get... I get Christmas cards and holiday cards and I get, you know, graduation announcements. I'm going to start feeling really old when I start getting the wedding announcements.
2: (laughs) 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 I'm sure that's coming. Just means that you've been in your career for a long time. Yeah, that's good.
1: Absolutely. Sandra, let's talk a little bit about gear. I mean, is there is there a piece of gear, obviously, besides the camera, that you're always, like, you could not live without? I mean, you mentioned lighting a little bit. You're in Seattle. Is there something else, or, or is, is lighting the main thing that you, you just cannot live without?
0: Well, I love my lighting. I do. And I, it's funny, I, I still will work with window light every once in a while, or natural light, and I've gotten so accustomed to using my lighting and i always have my strobe set to beep when they go off so i know that they're firing and i'll work with the window and the window won't beep at me and i'm like how do i know it's working but <laughs> it's freaking me out a little bit but um aside from that uh, you know i i'm a big believer in in using a handheld light meter part of that is because i'm a a film photographer and i can't look at the back of my camera so that meter is the equivalent of my eyeballs in that situation. So it tells me that the light's good, it's falling on, you know, my clients the way I want it to. There's enough in the shadows, you know, all of those things. It's just so for me, I don't go anywhere without my meter. I even take it on vacation with me.
2: That's amazing. We're like best friends. <laughs> it's my necklace. Well you shoot mostly studio photography, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So is it um would you say that strobes and flash are very important or I mean because you use natural light too but what are you relying on a lot in that situation
0: I, I use natural light maybe five percent of the time okay. so if people were to go to my Instagram for example um, I'm guessing just about everything you see was taken with artificial light like I just there there's a especially as a I mean I don't want to say especially as a film photographer because maybe that's not true but I think that the way that film and really good light go i mean they they just are meant for each other right like like you can fudge it a little bit with a digital camera you can underexpose a little bit but you absolutely can't do that with film film needs light and so when i started incorporating artificial light into my studio work shooting film i feel like that's when everything changed for me that's when i got um I was able to really develop my signature style and really build my brand for what I do. My clients commented on on it all the time. Like they'll they'll tell me that they they hired me cuz the photos have this look to them and they don't know what that is, but I know sure. what that is and it's the combination of my light and my film and um yeah, so I really have zero interest in ever shooting without artificial light ever again.
1: <laughs> and that's really difficult to replicate, you know, on, on digital, you know, once you have that, that look, that film look, you know, it's, uh, I have heard many photographers and I, I, shot film in high school, like oh, very little, but that's something I've heard a lot. Like it's very difficult to get that kind of look, uh, in a digital capture, even with Lightroom yeah. in um, you know, a, a, an action or something after the fact.
0: Yeah, I wrote a book in uh, 2019, and just because when you're writing a book, turnaround times and things, like you're in this pretty narrow thing. So I did have to bust out the digital camera and use it a lot while I was working on the book and was able to match the photos pretty closely. Um, But of course, I can tell the difference, you know, between a digital image in my own work. Um, I'm sure my clients can't. I always tell people, you know, who get really worried about those things. It's like I've spent twenty two years training my eyes and my brain to be able to see those subtle mm-hmm. differences. Most people can't. But um I I there's just there's there's some there's a quality to film that is just really, really hard to replicate. And any like you were saying, any film photographer we'll talk about that and we'll cite it as the reason why they can never go back.
1: (laughs) Let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit. I, am I'm very curious to newborn photography because I think like when I think newborns, I think they're so fragile, right? I mean, I have kids and you know, you've, you've been around babies, I'm sure. And it's like, uh, how do I hold it? Mm -hmm. You know, how to, I mean, obviously this isn't the first time, like you, you do it enough. You're, you're more comfortable, but like, what are some things you really take into consideration? Um, with newborns, not only to, to make sure that the newborn is, like, safe uh, and you're taking all the safety precautions, but, like, I, I would think you need to be more worried about the parent and, like, what they're feeling. Like, they're they're super emotional, generally, right after, you know, giving birth to a child mm-hmm. or especially if it's their first child. They're like, oh, my God, we've got, like, generally a stranger yeah. You know, um, you know, working with my my child. So, what are, what are some of the things you do, you know, when you're working with a newborn photographer, or with a newborn, um, as a photographer, that that just gives comfort and peace of mind to to everybody in, in the room?
0: Such a great question. I'm so glad you asked because I'm actually so passionate about newborn safety, and it is such a huge part of what I do and a part of my education, because newborns are fragile. There are these little teeny tiny human beings and they mean the absolute world to their families, Mm -hmm. right? So you never want to put a newborn in um, an unsafe situation at all. And that has really shaped the way that I approach newborn photography. So there's a movement in newborn photography for really ultra-posed work. Mm -hmm. um, And you'll see a lot of that. What people don't realize is that those or some people don't realize it's that those really posed positions that a lot of that, that you see your babies are bent a certain way or propped a certain way. First of all, those are composites if they're done right, which means, you know, there's always a hand on the baby at some point, and then those hands are taken out post-production. I don't do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't ever want to put a baby in a position that's not a natural position for a baby to be in. And I am, I feel very strongly about that. So in my newborn work, Um, You're never going to see that. I just I call it uh, just baby led posing. I just let the baby be a baby. I think babies are beautiful the way they are. And so I let the babies just be how they want to be. And so what that means is that you will never see a baby in an unnatural pose in my photos. So the most posing I'll do with a baby is I'll roll them onto their belly because babies love sleeping on their bellies, you know, And, um, and take those photos. But what's really fun, I think, about that approach for me and one of the things I love about it, going back to what I was saying about being a portrait photographer, I'm not interested necessarily in manipulating a baby's posture or position to make them look a certain way. I'm interested in in taking a portrait of that child in who are in this. And what's so fun is when I'm not posing these babies will move in ways that are comfortable to them. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard from a parent where, you know, we're working with the baby on the bed, for example, baby's laying on her back and they'll stretch and they'll put their hand like in front of their face or something. And the mom or the dad will say, Oh my God, every single ultrasound picture we have, she's in that position or, you know, he's in that position. And, um, and I love that. Like, again, I want to see who these tiny people are. I have another image of a family that I've worked with gosh for years, actually just booked them today for their, their next session. We've been working together for probably 11 years now, I think. And, um, they brought their daughter in when she was six months old and she made this expression with her face and she's kept that expression through the 11 years like it's so fun to see an eight-year-old making that expression a nine-year-old um and so that's really important to me in my work so circling back i'm a big believer in baby safety i don't pose my babies um in traditional poses if you're ever gonna work with a newborn and you wanna get over the baby or take those, I tell the photographers, always make sure your camera strap is on. Again, just like basic precautions, right? That should be number one. Um, do not place babies in unsafe or unnatural poses if you haven't had extensive training in it. And, um, and like I said, I just don't do it in general. Now, as far as the parents, I always say I am a part photographer, part best friend, part therapist, because (laughs) I have heard every story, as you can imagine, 22 years of this, every trauma I've sat, you know, with women in their newborn photo sessions as they are crying and telling me about what a miracle this is and the miscarriages that they've had and the pregnancies they've lost. I've sat with people through that. I've sat with people who, you know, are struggling with nursing their babies. I've heard about, you know, the babies born in the car in the driveway huh. or on vacation at 27 weeks, and they weren't sure that they were going to ever be able to make it home. I've heard every story imaginable, um, and I just try to be really, really respectful of everybody's journey. Uh, a lot of my parents that I work with, I think because maybe I'm in Seattle or I'm a big city or I don't, I don't know why it is, but I have a lot of older parents. So a lot of my clients have waited until they're in their late thirties, forties, even to start having children. So a lot of my clients have struggled at some point with infertility. Um, I'm, you know, so I'm really aware of that in everything that I do, um, So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it it sounds like photography is a a thing. You know, it's like you have to be good with your babies. You have to understand how babies, they're where they are developmentally, how they move, how they act, what's safe, what's not safe. But also, again, taking care of your new parents as well. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional journey for them, too. It's not just a newborn baby. I always say it's also a newborn mother or a newborn father. Our right. newborn family, like they are, especially when it's your first child, it's like you're all in it together, and nobody knows what's going on. So.
1: Right, right. No, and it's more than just you know, I would say, a port a portrait photographer working with an adult. You know, hey, let's go out to the park. You know,
2: i yeah, take portraits. Yeah, it's much more
1: emotional. For yeah, there's emotions going on. There's there's safety. You know, uh, precautions that you need to take, and uh, yeah, it, it seems like like you mentioned, you've got to be a therapist, you've got to be, you know, have your hard hat on, you've got to be a photographer, you know, and and so there's multiple things involved. Well, that's really interesting, Um, and thank you for sharing that. Now, I I always wonder, you know, how do you keep your your mental space healthy? You know, is there any hobbies that you do, you know, that kind of can get your mind off of photography and, and kind of stuff that you can, you know, revert to just to to enjoy, you know, other other hobbies. I guess other
0: hobbies. I was just laughing because I'm like, I wonder what my husband would say if if he knew that I was asked how I keep my mental space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I? That's a really good question. Um, well, you know, I used to love to travel. I'm a big travel. Like I've missed conference seasons so much. Oh, for yeah. example, oh my gosh, this year I've missed it. And I used to travel for fun a lot. I'm Not doing that right now. So. Um, One of the things that uh, my husband and I decided that we were going to really hone during quarantine and um, this past year of restrictions was our craft cocktail game. So we have gotten really good. I've really perfected the tiki drink. And, um, you know, we're kind of working our way through just like the classic cocktails. So we're doing it we're doing them well and it's getting to the point now where it's a little ridiculous. Like we're, you know, we're, we're finding, we're sourcing but like, you know, that the high you know, the high quality, you know, craft gin yeah. that somebody told us about that you can get, you know, like it's just gotten a little ridiculous, but it's, it's kind
2: of fun. So I like that. That's what is the, what was the, the tiki coffee? drink?
1: Tiki. Yeah. Is that like, you mean like tropical or.
0: Yeah. Like a really good old school Mai Tai okay. or. You know like a daiquiri but i you know like i feel like the daiquiri was ruined by my mother in the 80s who was really into those like weird frozen daiquiri situations oh, yeah. that they would put like strawberries <laughs> and all this nasty stuff in but like if you just like strip it down to like the original daiquiri like lime and rum and a little simple syrup it's really like it's become like my go-to Cocktail, I love it, especially on a day. That sounds day. interesting. I highly recommend a good old school daiquiri. I'll send you a recipe. Oh, uh, I don't I'm mind interested. that hobby.
2: I'll pick that up.
1: Yeah, maybe we, we need to put that <laughs> in the show notes. Uh, where people can find these. Uh, yeah, these you can da- add
2: that in your Instagram bio. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> martini monday tequila tuesday (laughs) you know i I could get into this maybe maybe the first place i visit after uh you know all the travel restrictions rise is i'm coming to seattle Sandra. i think
0: uh come to seattle i will make you a daiquiri and we'll sit on the i love it
1: i love that so well, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really, uh, I think, insightful, you know, hearing about your photography, your film, your your work with newborns. Where can people find you and where can people see your work, Sandra?
0: Yeah, so probably the easiest way is on Instagram. And you can just find me at Sandra Cohn. Um, Cohn is spelled a little different. It's C-O-A-N. But, um, yeah, just find me there and you know everything you see there was shot on film with studio lighting so it gives you a really good idea of what i do excellent
1: well thank you again for joining us uh that's this week's episode of photo pros weekly if you haven't subscribed make sure you do so whether you're watching here on youtube or if you're listening to the audio only make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts we'll see you next time and thanks for joining us again